This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500 or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And welcome back in our number two of the program. And it is uh, the fog is starting to burn off a little bit. So as Skylar just told you, it's going to be another muggy, humid day. But at least right now, it's dry out there. Well, you know, the no rain still got kind of that muggy feeling to deal with. Uh, So this morning, we've been talking trash. We've been talking about the city's new contract with Capital Waste Services replacing E.L. Harvey from uh, from all that uh, the mayor has been saying. You should expect no change in your services that uh, next week the capital will start picking up and it's like you will, it'll be like nothing ever happened. Except for those of you who have said Harvey hasn't come and picked up your trash, then it'll be like something happened because you got your trash picked up. Uh, but 508-996-0500 if you want to share more about that or anything else that's on your mind. But, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about why it happens this way, why it, why they contract with somebody else instead of running it through the city and different topics like that. But the bottom line is uh, you will not notice a difference unless you had a problem with Yale Harvey, and uh, and everything will continue on as it had before. 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Spooky one, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Long time no talk. Yeah. You change your, uh, your hours so they don't particularly work well with my hours. But, I just uh, come in whenever they tell me. I, I know you're a working fool, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I was probably here anyway, so they might as well just have me get behind the mic. <laughs> well, uh I thank God there's someone in the world out there that agrees with something I've said before. Yes, nonprofits should pay something, okay, and contribute to uh, the city's coffers. You know, I, I don't care if it's your church. I don't care if it's open or closed. You're practicing there or not. I don't care if it's a synagogue, a mosque, or a, or a storefront church. You ought to pay something. Also, hospital. If you can afford to pay the last gentleman that was there that they let go $2.7 million to run that nonprofit, the hospital should pay something to And I know they provide a lot of jobs and do a lot of services, a lot of good things. But, hey, if this city ever goes under under receivership, then the contract that the police officers right now are fighting for because of the 75-25, which the, the uh, teachers and the um, fire people uh, also uh, gain um, uh, access to is that uh, 7525. The contracts will all, all go down the tubes. The state comes in, rips it up, and says, this is what you're going to get paid. Have a nice day. So before they do this stuff, uh, you know, they, there ought to be some concessions made. I don't often agree with the mayor, but on this thing about uh, trying to renegotiate the medical, we don't have uh, monstrous drilling here, Calvin Close, Cliff Tex, uh, Chamberlain, uh, Goodyear Rubber Company, Revere Copper Brass, all that stuff went through was when we had those companies here paying taxes. And now, basically, it's all put on uh, the property owner. So as far as uh, paying things, Tim, everybody should pay something. Even New Bedford Light, which I like, they're a nonprofit too. They should have to pay something too if they're based in New Bedford. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I agree. I think I think you know some small nonprofits like you can you can have a an exemption period or or an exemption limit to certain things. Like some nonprofits are just you know three people trying to trying to make a difference in the world. But when you start to get to ones that are basically mini corporations, yeah, all I'm saying is they should pay something. Okay, even the small ones, I don't know, fifty cents, whatever. Everybody should belly up and uh, you know to the table and pay something. As far as the city council voting on this. How many of the city councils want to come forward and say if they are, are on that uh, um, uh, medical program? Right, yeah. Uh, that, you know, isn't that a conflict of interest? I asked the same question to Jack Spillane. He agreed, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're voting on something that they're benefiting by, uh, absolute conflict of interest. Really, you know, uh, you know, uh, th- there's some changes got to be made. But the, the thing that the lady's talking about, first person I ever heard uh, mention it besides myself on, 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 on the radio, uh, that's called a pilot program, payment in lieu of taxes. And everybody wants to be a nice guy. Oh, 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 it's okay. You know, we wouldn't do that to you. Uh, I'll say another thing, too. Tax people that got money, you know. I often hear that we've got the biggest, uh, you know, fishing fleet in the country and this and that. How much do they really pay? And I've asked that question a number of times. Nobody really gives me an answer. I know they provide a lot of jobs basis of the city and everything, but, uh, you know, things fall on uh, the single homeowner. Again, too, uh, if you own a number of properties and you don't live in them, maybe you should pay a higher tax than somebody who's just living in a property and uses it for a residence, you know? So, you know, don't tax you, Tim. Don't tax me. Tax the guy behind no, that tree. I think you do. Don't you? You don't pay the commercial rate if you have a rental property? I don't believe so. Well, I would have just assumed I don't that you think do. that's commercial. I don't think that's commercial. I think it's a it's it's different from a business. If if the person is is got a, a, a tenement house and they're running it as a business, they own a number of them. They should pay, uh, you know, a different rate. Well, I think commercial just means business and uh, you know residential. That's it. I'll do I'll do a little digging into that because I know a lot of people who do have those like they form LLCs so that if anything happens in that house that you can't go after them personally. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to do a little digging to find out if like if you become an LLC, does it become a commercial tax rate then? Yeah, yeah, I I believe it's not a commercial t- tax rate if you own property and you're uh, renting it out to people that sort of stuff. And and again, we're not just having individual people do this anymore. You have corporations coming. It's going to be haves and haves not, you know, in, in the future. You know, uh, if you own your own home, you're going to be very lucky. Tim, I would recommend to you that you buy a house somewhere in Wayham or something. No, my goal, my goal is I got 10 years left to move into a 55 plus, you know, mobile home community. I'm just going to do that. No, no, you, you don't want that. You I just want to live somewhere where somebody else is going to shovel for me and mow the lawn for well, me. Well, yeah, you know, me too, as an older person, uh, that's another thing. Uh, you know, I, I've got some health problems. Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Mayor, can't get out there and shovel my thing. You're going to tax me $50 or whatever for not shoveling my walk. And after time, when I've shoveled my walk in the past, I look and people are walking in the street by my house. <laughs> yeah. I li- See, I like to let the grass grow really high because then people think nobody lives there and they leave me alone. Well, I have a gentleman come by and, you know, he, he helps me out, you know, that sort of thing. But, uh, no, this, this tax thing has to be looked at and... Uh, you know, to me, uh, the seventy-five, twenty-five. I don't know of anybody else who's got that. It's been nice. It's been wonderful. Uh, but uh, there's got to be some sort of because again and again, once the police and fire contracts are settled, I don't know if fire because usually fire says, "Well, what's police got? We want that." Police does all the hard work for them. Okay. Uh, once it's settled, what do we got? A three-year contract that has to be retroactively paid. This yeah. Is, this, that's that's another thing. So the 
as, as much as the mayor holds out, it goes on one year, two years, three years, maybe we're going into four years now. That's all retroactive. And uh, those people that have left the city and gone work for other uh, uh, police departments in the towns and stuff, because I, I don't blame them. I, I imagine it's, it's not as dangerous as New Bedford, and, and I wouldn't want to do a policeman's job. It's a very dangerous job in the city. Uh, uh, you're going to have to pay them retroactive, too, because when they were on the thing, you know, in, in the city of New Bedford. So uh, it's not just New Bedford. I was watching a, a program talking about Boston, and Boston is, uh, can't retain police officers either. In their case, what they do is they transfer over to the fire department. No, yeah, no, I know. So I, it's not just New Bedford. It's, you know, it's all over. But I live in New Bedford, so I worry about New Bedford. Sure, absolutely. All right, well, thank you for the call. Good spooky, hearing from you. Spooky, you take care of yourself and stay spooky now. You, you try and get up earlier and we can talk more often. Well, I, I'm an old guy, you know, I need my rest. <laughs> so, I, so I could hum on the, on the phone after to you guys. All right, take okay, it easy. Take care, bye-bye. And uh, 508-996-0500. Yeah, I had family that was, uh, you know, in the Boston Fire Department, and it was surprising to me how many people were, you know, police officers that would become firefighters later. The... Um, the idea of taxing some of the nonprofits, like I said, I'm not for it for everybody, but certainly I don't understand why there's, uh, we've talked about this before. We've talked about it with the mayor when, when he used to come on on my program when I was on at nine and there's a lot of land that's owned by the diocese that isn't being used. It's not on the tax rules. They don't pay taxes. So why, why can they just sit and hold on to property that has immense value that they're not going to do anything with. I mean, there is not going to be a sudden explosion of people suddenly rushing to go back to the Catholic Church. I, th I think that we've proven that, right? Because how long has it been that it's just been attrition? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that people aren't spiritual and they're not, they're not believing in it, but maybe they're just choosing to worship at home or they're going to different styles of churches. You know, I'm just saying you're not going to have to pack all of these large houses of worship anymore. So if they're just going to sit there, and granted, they're beautiful architecture. I would, I would never want them to, to go anywhere. I would want them to be converted into something else. Those could be housing with the same, you know, beautiful exterior but the important thing is, is they would generate tax revenue. So maybe that's what we have to go with this, where if you're, if you're going to close down a church and just let the land sit, well, then now you have to pay taxes on that land. Maybe that's a compromise. Because I honestly don't understand why churches don't pay taxes anyway. I really don't. They get the same services that a citizen gets. Somebody comes and picks up their trash, although they might have to get commercial trash. But if, the, if there's a fire, the fire department comes. If there's something that goes wrong, the police department comes. So I don't know why we make them exempt from having to pay taxes. If they're connected to other nonprofit things, like, you know, the, and, and the church is, but it's not like it was in the old days when we, when we set up this situation, when we set up the, these, uh, these standards, where if you needed something, you went to the church and the church gave you something. Like now they have all of these different sub-organizations that they work through. Sure. And if those nonprofit versions of the church, you know, those nonprofit branches of the church uh, were going to be tax exempt, fine. I can understand that too. But these massive pieces of property, they should have to pay something. Maybe they don't pay the same tax rate. Maybe they pay 50% of, of, of what the tax rate would be. But at least it's something. 
I don't know, maybe the thought process behind it was the people who are going to the church are already paying taxes and I, I, I don't know, but I, I already pay taxes at home. If I'm a homeowner, I'm not, but you know, I already pay taxes as a homeowner. And then if I go to a store, that store still has to pay the taxes. So I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I've never understood it. And I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be a backbreaker for the churches to have to pay those taxes. Maybe it would actually inspire them to sell some of this vacant property and we could have that turned into housing that is so desperately needed. Do we need a giant empty church or do we need a place to have people live? And again, I'm not picking on them. They just have the largest tracts of land. 508-996-0500. I got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. One of my favorite songs, but yeah, there's this red rubber ball up in the sky right now that just came out of nowhere. What is this thing? I haven't seen it for a couple of days, uh, but yeah, the sun is trying to burn its way through. Uh, and uh, by the way, Boss Man sent in an app chat on the WBSM app that says test. Boss Man, it's working. So there you go. And we'll get into some app chat messages in just a little bit. We have someone on the line now, 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. You you waited to hang up? No? Okay. All right, well, then I will go to the, uh, you can try again, 508-996-0500. Maybe, maybe there was an issue with your phone, or maybe the sun peeked into your window and it blinded you, and, uh, and you had to drop the phone, cover your eyes. Uh, Working Fool in Fairhaven says, we gave churches the tax break, but in return, they can't give to political campaigns. Unfortunately, Trump overturned that, and they still get the tax break. Well, but that the executive order that Donald Trump signed in 2017 was a little bit more symbolic, the idea was to kind of make it so that they could get involved in the fringe of politics. They, you know, pastors and, and priests could speak about political candidates without facing the threat of, you know, losing their non-exempt status from the IRS. So it was just kind of protecting them a little bit more on that. I think if you have that the rule in place that they can, um, you know. I, Let's, let's just say I don't think it's going to be as strongly as enforced as, as people are concerned about it being. Uh, so I think that that's something. And, and it seems like it's proven true. I was just scanning a few articles. It doesn't seem like it's really proven to be an issue since, since 2017 um, either way. Obviously, churches have always been involved in politics. And they have always supported politicians, and you know, depending on whatever their beliefs may be. Otherwise, why would politicians go and speak to congregations, right? So it's it there the line isn't there like it's supposed to be. And I I do wish there was more separation of church and state. I do. Because I don't think that it needs to 
influence our government. It can influence the people who are part of the government. So certainly if you are a person that has religious beliefs and you are elected to serve, I'm not saying you have to abandon those beliefs because you have to serve people that don't have those beliefs. Those are your beliefs. But I'm also saying that those shouldn't dictate and be, you know, what the law of the land is either because not everybody follows those same beliefs. And we're at a point now where, you know, the, the number of people who are following strict dogmatic principles is, is dwindling. Spirituality up, organized religion down. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because the, the fundamentals, the principles, the morals that you want the people to believe in, they still believe in. They're just saying, I don't think I need to go every Sunday or Saturday or Wednesday or whatever it may be. I don't need to go and, and follow through these ceremonies to have my connection to a higher power. So I think that that's what some of that is about. And uh, there was a lot of talk about how millennials are the, the generation that's kind of making that transition. But I think the younger generations especially, I know a lot of people who are younger than millennials, whatever they label all those kids, who are very spiritual people and have you know strong spiritual beliefs, but just have no interest in having to go through all the pomp and circumstance associated with it because they feel like they've already got a much more direct connection with whatever that higher person is that they, higher power is that they believe in. So something we can continue discussing when we come back after the news, 508-996-0500. But right now we're going to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Oh, how about I don't hit that button and I hit this one instead. More than 110 million Americans are living under heat advisories today, and millions more are facing poor air quality. 100-degree highs are forecasted today from the southwest to the deep south. The National Weather Service says life-threatening heat with, will broil a big stretch of the nation from the southeast of New Mexico through the southern plains of lower Mississippi, Ohio, and the Tennessee Valleys, and the central Gulf Coast. Smoke from wildfires in Canada keeps spreading south, fouling the air for more than one-third of the population. U.S. Senators are investigating whether main, major chain companies are avoiding paid overtime by calling employees managers. Democrats Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts and Sherrod Brown of Ohio announced Wednesday that they're launching a probe following a recent report that claimed Pizza Hut, Burger King, Jimmy John's, and other companies were exploiting a federal law that allows them to avoid paying overtime wages to their managers. The report claims the title was given to non-managerial employees to help save money. The senators are calling for the companies to share employee data by July 11th. Unionized UPS drivers are warning of an imminent strike that could start as soon as next week. UPS Teamsters are demanding the delivery company produce its last, best, and final offer to the union by Friday. After a failed negotiation meeting this week, Teamsters General President Sean O'Brien warned the largest single employee strike in American history now appears inevitable. Over 340,000 UPS employees could walk off the job in the potential strike causing massive disruptions to the U.S. supply chain. So far, UPS has agreed to install air conditioning and heat shields inside delivery trucks, but not much else. The Chinese spy balloon that passed over the U.S. earlier this year used U.S. technology to spy on Americans. Mark Mayfield explains. The balloon was equipped with American-made equipment that collected photos, videos, and other information, but didn't appear to transmit them. 
It contained a combination of off-the-shelf American equipment, some of which was available for purchase online, along with specialized Chinese sensors. The recent findings by the Wall Street Journal contradict Beijing's claim that it was used for weather monitoring and not spying. In February, the U.S. shot down the balloon, which had flown over sensitive military sites, sparking a diplomatic crisis. I'm Mark Mayfield. The Biden administration is announcing a new multi-billion dollar plan to help prevent and reduce homelessness among military veterans. The plan includes $3.1 billion to support efforts to quickly get homeless Americans a place to live. The administration is also announcing more than $11 million of legal services for homeless veterans and $58 million to help homeless vets find jobs. And a Florida teen caught on camera shotgunning an alcoholic drink with a baby alligator has been criminally charged. The video was taken outside of a popular Plant City restaurant, shows the teen picking up the reptile, holding it in the air, and chugging the drink with the young actor's young gator's jaw gripping the can. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission reportedly caught wind of the video circulating on social media, which led to authorities charging one of the teams for taking the alligator without a permit. The good news? The baby gator was captured and released in a local retention pond, where it is alive and well. In sports, the Red Sox face another loss against the Marlins last night, 6-2. The two will play one more game tonight at 6.10 p.m. at Fenway Park. And now, here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Well, today is going to be another humid day with a mixture of sun and clouds for the area. We could see an afternoon pop-up thunder shower in parts of the area. And we'll be reaching a high into those mid and upper 70s. Overnight tonight, we'll get down into the low 60s. And tomorrow, another humid day with a mixture of sun and clouds. Slightly better, but poor air quality possible from the Canadian wildfires. We'll be reaching a high of 79. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It's currently 66 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Listening to that story in the news about alligators and shotgunning beers, that's actually been going on for a number of years where they've actually had uh, people who use alligators to open the beer and hold the beer while they shotgun them. And they've also, you know, because of their teeth, but they've also, you know, had the beers poured down the alligator's throat too. And I don't know. There's so many stories out there about it and, and stupid TikTok videos and stuff like that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the alligators are the bad influence here. Maybe the gators are the ones being like, Hey, uh, hey, guy, want a shotgun of beer? 
You know, it would be really cool as if, you know, if I'm the one that poked the hole in the beer and then you shotgunned it. Like, so I, I don't know. I think the Gators have some blame here. They, they look suspicious. Alligators have always looked suspicious to me. Crocodiles, too. I never trust anything that looks the same but is different. Has different names, you know. Come on. Are you really an alligator or are you a crocodile? Are you a crocodile or are you an alligator? You know, it's got to be careful. Sneaky. Anyway, 508-996-0500 if you want to join in the discussion that we're having this morning. Uh, before we continue on with the discussion, though, I was just saying how the sun was coming out. And uh, maybe we're going to get a little bit of a burn off here. It looks like we're going to have a, a relatively decent day. And today's a day after uh, the rain that we've had. I mean, it seems like every day we're waking up to some rain. You want to get out there and take a look at your roof. Take a look and see if there's some damage. Take a look and see if there's some fading, some missing shingles, uh, some leaks, some cracks. And if you do find any of that, call Precision Window and Kitchen. Because even though their name is all about windows and kitchens, they do so much more. And that includes full roof replacements. So if you need a roof, they will get you a roof. They will put a new roof on. They will do it very quickly, efficiently, and it will be built to last. You know why they can do it that way? Because, well, they've got all the materials on hand. They don't worry about getting things from here and ordering things from there. They keep things on hand so that they can get jobs done faster. And also, most of the time, when you call the other guys, they're going to Precision Window and Kitchen to get some of those materials so you can go right to the source and get it done right. They can also put vinyl siding on the outside. That makes it for a nice, easy cleanup in the summer. Keeps your home looking beautiful. You can also have them do your kitchen. You can have them do your bathroom. Full replacements if you need it. Replace the cabinets. Do some tile work. Whatever it is that you need. You can also have them replace your windows. Especially this time of year. I know you've got that AC cranking. You don't want to have any of that AC leaking out the window. That nice, cool air leaking out the window. Make sure your windows are tight, efficient, and that they are also built to last. All of that and more. You can find out about all the great services at precisionwindowandkitchen.com or stop by the showroom and talk to them at 1111 Acushnet Avenue in New Bedford. You can see all the great materials that they work with. You can talk with them about some of your ideas. They can make you have the home that you want to have. Again, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. All right, I'm going to take my next break. We'll be back in a few moments. <laughs> crystal clear quality as I can sometimes, but I also appreciate, you know, listening to things on vinyl as well and, and hearing that warmness that it has. And uh, that's one of those songs, Procol Harum, that it has to be, you know, I've, I've heard crystal clear versions of it and it's nice to hear, but 
that's the song that you've, you've got to have the original, you know, mono vinyl mix and to have that, that feeling to it like that has. Great song. Great song. And uh, it was, I was very late in my life before I realized just how like stream of consciousness, psychedelic the, the lyrics actually are. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. I did it right. The light is red. All right. Well, I guess maybe try back. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. I was thinking, you know, we talked about the... Mary had that suggestion for a segment of the Sandwich of the Week. And I'll, I'll look into that. Maybe we can make it happen. But... I was also thinking about the suggestion some other callers had made before about wanting to have the old style radio swap meet where people have things that they want to trade for something else and you describe the item and you uh, you see what people will offer you for it. And I'm, I wonder if we can do that. I don't know if we can really like facilitate cash sales. I don't think we can use the, the radio airwaves for that. Maybe they could back in the day, but I don't think you could do that today. So I don't know if we could do that, but I think maybe if we had, like, you showed up with something that you didn't want anymore and you wanted to see what somebody else had to trade you for it, maybe maybe we could do that. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I could set up a broadcast in the parking lot. I could set it up so that I would be out there at the table with the microphones... You could come over, bring your item. We could talk about your item, how you acquired it, tell the story of your item, and then see if somebody else has something here that, you know, you would want to trade for it. Would you be interested in doing something like that? You know, maybe maybe just one time for fun in the summertime on a on a day when, you know, there's not a lot going on. We we could do that. Would you would you participate? Would you have items that you would want to bring down for that? Because, you know, it'd have to be something decent. Don't show up with, like, I don't know, an old uh, board game. Unless it's a Ouija board, then you can bring it to me. Again, I will reiterate, if you don't want a Ouija board in your home and you have one, but you want to get rid of it, you don't want it there, you can bring it down to the station and leave it here for me. I will adopt your Ouija board. If I don't use it personally, I will give it to somebody who will. I know some people are freaked out by them. They don't like having them. Someone actually brought one before when I said this. So I will always adopt your Ouija board. But, you know, I, I want you to, if we're going to do this thing, if we're going to do this radio swap meet thing, I want you to bring something interesting. I want you to bring something that would pique the interest of somebody. Don't just bring like, oh, this is an umbrella. And even if, like, even if it has a, a cool story, it's still an umbrella, you know? Like, we need, we need things that have character if we're going to do this. 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Oh, hanging in. Um, the weather's terrible, though, but I heard tomorrow's going to get better. Yeah, the sun was peeking out, but it looks like it went back into hiding. Yeah, I put down for the beach tomorrow for a couple of hours. Maybe I can... Get there once, right? There you go, Before yeah. And <laughs> anyway, I, I like that idea, what you're talking about. But you know what I wanted to mention, too? Um, I would love to see a flea market, because he was going to do it once, the mayor. 
um, at the um, Andrew McCoy. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call the, it? Yep, the, the Andrew McCoy. They yep, the, 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 yep, the, rec, the recreation center. Yep. No, no, not that. The, the outside in the field. Oh, on well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do it. You could do one there. Sure. There's there's lots of places you could do one. Yeah, but the thing is, that's huge. Plus, there's parking at the high school. That they did it on Sundays and charged the the vendors. They so would you're, do oh, it. you're talking would, about doing it like on Walsh on Walshfield? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be a perfect spot for it. Sure. Yeah, and I wish he would bring that back because they were talking about that a while back before COVID. And they didn't do it. They didn't end up doing it. But I think it would be fabulous because, um, uh, you know, people have a lot of things they want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. And, of course, people need money, right? So if he if he had vendors and charge, the city would make money off it, too. I think it would work out good. It would, it would cut down on trash. People are trying to throw things away. Instead of throwing them away in the trash, they can go make a little money for them. Yeah, but how could I get... Um, Get to the um, talk to him when he's on your show, when he's on their show. Yeah, yeah you can try calling in next week. You can call his office. I mean, I'll, I'll certainly, uh, I'll certainly mention it when he pops into the studio next week. Yeah, because that would be great. I think as a yard sale fan, I would love to see that. I mean, uh, there, there's a few flea markets that happen around here. Um, there's actually one now in Kilburn Mill that I, I didn't know about till I went there a couple of weeks ago. And there's only there's only a few tables in there, but they've got enough space in there that, that this this could be something that that builds. Uh, of course, the Rainham Flea is still around. That's a little bit of a hike for some people. Uh, Wareham has one that goes on a lot of days of the week, not just the weekends. So it, it really is something that I, I think people enjoy. But you've also you know you've you've got to have the right stuff for people to go. Like it can't just be a bunch of junk. You got to have stuff that people want to buy. I know, but I think it would work out. I think you should give it a give it a shot because Brook Street is closed in New Bedford now, and there, there's several of them are closed. And I I think we should try that. Plus, the city would make money. Yeah. How many How many vendors you think could fit in there? Mm, probably a couple of hundred, I would think. I mean, how big is the table? It well, depends on how how big you, how much space you want, right? So, because at yeah. at Brook uh, Brook Street, it went by a small space was twenty dollars back when. Mm-hmm. So it goes by um, the space, I think. My my dad did, uh, you know, we did flea markets for uh, my whole life growing up. We did uh, Dick and Ellie's on the Cape. We did the Rainham Flea. We did the old Taunton one at the old dog track. Um, and you know, he, he would start with a small space and then if he had success there, he would just grow and grow and grow. And by, by the time we were done doing it, he had a huge corner spot on the second floor of the old Taunton dog track. And it was just him. It was him and this big furniture. This, this, this guy had a huge space where he sold furniture and they had people coming in every week. So, I mean, oh yeah, they love to buy furniture. It works. But you know, you know what, um, but who would, he would need people that would measure and set things up. Right. right? There'd have to be some people involved in it. Probably, probably you need a staff of, I'd guess at least a dozen people. But they get paid out of the money that the, the vendors put in. Probably the important, the most important thing would be making sure that anybody that brought stuff took it with them if they didn't sell it. That would that would be the hardest thing to keep track of, or the hardest thing that that'd be the thing that had to be enforced. No, well, those are rules that he should make everybody sign a paper that when you when you start it that these are the rules and you know that's how it's gonna you gotta abide by it. Mm-hmm. And anybody that checks and the person that leaves one time, you know what I mean. I well, think it would work out good. It sounds to me like you're volunteering to run it. I'd love to. 
All right. Well, there you go. Well, we will let the mayor know that. As the mayor always says, you know, it takes individuals stepping forward, but the city will support them with their ideas. Okay. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, we'll, we'll talk to him about it, and we'll see if we're going to have the, 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 uh, the Shawnee Flea Market. <laughs> Can we call it that? Okay. I, I want to call it that. <laughs> okay, Tim. we got to go out to dinner. <laughs> oh, de- definitely, yes. We'll go have some sandwiches. <laughs> okay, thank you. Have a good day. Hi, you too. 508-996-0500. Yeah, I, I mean, I love going to flea markets. I love going to yard sales. I haven't done it in a while. Trying to cut down. Last year, I didn't go to any. Trying to cut down um, on the clutter. I I still go to antique shops now and then. And, you know, I don't go to, like, real antique stores because I can't afford things in those. I go to, like, you know, the places like The Cove and... Uh, the Buzzards Bay Antique Center and places like that because, you know, they have more of the stuff that I'm interested in. But, gosh, I love that. I grew up doing all that stuff with, like, like I said, my dad working at a flea market. But also when I would sleep over my grandmother's house uh, in the summertime or during school vacation week, I would get up early on a Saturday. We would get in the car and we would just drive around and go yard sailing. And this is before... You know, there was social media and people listing it all online. This is when you had to get the newspaper out and circle where you wanted to go. But we didn't even we didn't even take it that far. We just got in the car and started driving and looked for signs. And, you know, that's that's how I developed my love for reading. Because my grandmother would just I'd go to my grandmother's house every Sunday. That's what we did every every week. We went out and visited my grandparents and I, my grandmother would say, I have something for you. And there'd be a big brown paper bag full of paperback books that she bought at a yard sale. She probably paid a buck for the whole bag. And some of those books I would want to read. Some of them were like Harlequin romances I would leave for her. And But that's how I started getting into Stephen King and everything else that I was reading growing up. So, yeah. Anyway, I got to take a break. We'll be back in a few. Um, and if you're heading...